Hey, I said someone that was going to watch a game one video was going to win the Millie Maker. Well, not only was it someone that watched, it was a Patreon member. Bone Dog took down the Millie Maker. He did dupe with a few other people. I think it was 10 to 15 others. But he, let's go over his lineup. I just want to say congrats once again. This is what makes my job the best, right? When you see stuff like this, so he won about $90,000 in the Millie Maker. Um, and let's go over his lineup. So this was the winning lineup. Um, he went uh, Highsmith, Captain, Jokic, Jamal Murray, Bam, Michael Porter Jr., and Gabe Vincent. Again, ended up winning uh, over $80,000. So congrats, Bone Dog. Um, you absolutely love to see it. And my, here, I had a, a lot of strong takes about game one. Number one. I had a lot of units on Denver Moneyline. So obviously that went well, right? I was not confident that Miami keep the game competitive. Other takes that I had, I was extremely high in Highsmith for value. That worked out in a huge way. I was like, them playing Highsmith as the backup is the best way to go about it. And they did. And he played very well. And then um, I was also very, very strong about the Caleb Martin fade. I thought the fish would be all over him because of recent games and the sharks would be underweight. And I went back and looked and they were um, a lot of 150 maxers were very underweight to Martin, um, where a lot of the fish were overweight to Martin. So those are all the strong takes that I had and ended up winning uh, not the million dollars, but tied for first. So I think it was like 15 other people who won over 80 grand and over 90 grand overall. Um, and I told everyone on, on Patreon how I was going to go about it in the stream. I was like, I was building for Denver blowouts. And man, if the Miami scrubs didn't go on that like 10-0 run to start the fourth quarter, I would have had a much bigger night. I was profitable, but I would have had a much bigger night if that didn't happen. Also, completely screwed me on price picks. I went three for three. Um, Should have been a five to one day on price picks for me, but... Jimmy with a last-second garbage assist to go over. I couldn't believe it. Bam got a garbage assist at the end of the game as well. So that really, really tilted me. But um, congrats once again to Patreon member Bone Dog for winning uh, the million-dollar maker on DraftKings. And we can go over. This was so I entered four lineups in uh, the middle maker. This was my best lineup. So um, I had Jamal Murray. Um, and Nicole Jokic. So basically, this is what I did. I had Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic in every lineup. I had Haywood Highsmith and Duncan Robinson in every lineup. Now, the reason I went to Duncan Robinson was, again, the blowout. Right? I was playing for that blowout. Um, and like I said, if Miami scrubs didn't go on that run to start the fourth, um, I would have been in much better shape. Duncan would have played the whole fourth. But since Miami won in that run, um, they brought back Jimmy. Um, they brought back Gabe Vincent. They did something that we haven't really seen a ton from them of no Duncan and Stroops. They went to Lowry and Gabe Vincent um, in the backcourt there. Um, but yeah, this is my best lineup again. Jamal Murray, captain, uh, Jokic, MPJ, Bruce Brown, uh, Duncan Robinson, Highsmith. Um, I had two Murray captains and two Jokic captains. But that was the recap of everything. And like I said, I had a lot of units in Denver Moneyline. Um, we got him at minus 360 in drafting. It's nothing crazy, but still made a decent amount of money there. And um, yeah, one more prize. So that's a recap of everything. Hope you guys had a good night. And let's see if we can have someone in here again win the big tournament. Now, it's not a million. It's 250000 to first, but that's still a good chunk of money. Um, and Bone Dog's one of those guys that we, we he taught, like, we were, he, he really knows how to build the plus CD lineups, right? Um, like, it, it's hard to build a lineup that's not going to be duped at all, but you want to avoid dupes. We talked about that at the end of the video. 
That is how you're going to be profitable long term when you play large field tournaments for showdown. You want to avoid dupes without being stupid. You don't have to leave 10,000 on the table. If you leave, like most of my lineups were leaving 1,000 to 2,000 on the table. And I look like my lineups are not duped that much. But like you do not have to get too far off the board to avoid dupes and give yourself that chance at the first place prize while not being split with a ton of other people. Um, but um, yeah, guys, welcome again. My name is DK. We'll be talking about game two showdown slate in this video. Um, the sponsored video that is going to be prize picks. Um, let's look at some CSGO props. But if you guys are not on prize picks, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. They basically have every single sport uh, that you can think of. You can mix and match sports. I've been on prize picks for a while now, having a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, give it a try. Take advantage of that free money. If you're not on it, I can almost guarantee you will like it. All right, and if you guys are looking for more content, you can check my Patreon link down below. And we just had a Patreon member win the million million dollars. I also uh, cover content for player prop stuff if you're interested in that. All right, so we'll start off with Miami. We'll just go team by team once again. Let's first talk through the rotations for each of these teams. So um, from Miami, that we saw Cody Zeller get some backup five run, and then we saw some Haywood Highsmith. Um, nothing super surprising here. Kevin Love got a DNP. I, I figured that, you know, at least... At least one, or, or basically my take in the video was, I thought Miami's best chance was to play Highsmith small ball. They did play a little bit of Zeller. Um, we'll see if they do that again. I would say that most likely this is the, the nine guys that will play again for Miami. Is there a chance that they go love? I guess. But um, I think that that's the most likely scenario. And then for Denver, nothing surprising. They've been running the same eight, um, basically all playoffs. Uh, you didn't see a ton of run for Christian Brown. You didn't see a ton of run for Jeff Green. Um, I think Jokic played the whole second half, or almost the whole second half. He sat for a couple minutes there in the fourth. We'll start off on the Miami side. So, um, Also, we had to mention that Tyler Hero might be back for game two, which would uh, it's definitely going to affect things here for Miami. Um, possibility of returning. Originally, it was he was going to be back for game three. But the possibility of him returning in game two, um, that's where things could get different. So... My guess for if he if Tyler Hero returns, I think they go starting lineup of well, I guess condition. I don't know. It, assuming he's full go, good to go, I think they go Gabe Vincent, Hero, um, Barton, Jimmy, Bam. But I think Struess would move to the bench, but they could also move Martin to the bench and still play him a lot off the bench. Um, so if Hero does play, let's talk about what that would do to the rotation. So if Tyler Hero plays. Well, number one, it'll be interesting to see if he starts or not. They, they could just bring Hero off the bench since he's been out for a while. But here's the guys it's going to affect. It's, it's definitely going to affect Struess and Duncan Robinson. Um, I think that you lose some Lowry minutes. I think you lose some Gabe Vincent minutes. I think you probably lose a little bit of Caleb Martin minutes. I think it's going to affect almost everyone besides Jimmy and Bam. Like, Jimmy and Bam's minutes are not going to be affected by Tyler Hero. Um, I don't... I think Highsmith could lose minutes too, but like he, he looked pretty good out there, so... Um, I, I think it's an effect almost everyone besides Jimmy and Bam. So, and, and since it's only um, his hand, like I would assume his conditioning is fine. Um, but yeah, that, that's definitely going to be an interesting part of game two if he does end up playing, that being Tyler Hero. So um, we'll first talk about if Hero's out. If Hero's out, we kind of know what's going to happen here for Miami, in my opinion. Uh, Butler, 12-8. I think he would still be more of a contrarian option for me. I would once again still prefer getting Jokic. I would still prefer Jamal Murray for less. We talked about that in the video in game one. I still have the same stance 
uh, for game two. I prefer Jokic to Jimmy Butler. I prefer Jamal Murray to Jimmy Butler. Um, Bam in a bio, 8.8K. He had a really good game. I could have used that last game when I had uh, his over fantasy score. Oh, I don't know. And every prize pick slip. And he hooked me by like one. But of course, game one comes out and he just, yeah, he's going to smash. Sure, why not? Um, but yeah, Bam at 8.8K. If he stays out of foul trouble, I think he's a really good play in the mid-range. Um, he's much, much cheaper than Jamal Murray. Um, so um, I think the only concern I have with Bam is if he gets in foul trouble. But yeah, if he stays out of foul trouble, I think that's a good price point for Bam. Martin at 7-2. I think it'll be interesting to see what his ownership is. I, I did not want any part of Chalk Caleb Martin uh, in tournaments and for game one. Since he had such a bad game last game at high ownership, uh, I want to see what the ownership is. If he's still similar ownership, I'll probably fade again. But if he's going to drop significantly, then I would have a little bit more interest. Um, he obviously played awful game one, but he was really good out of games, game six and game seven. So what I do with Caleb Martin, I think will come down to ownership and obviously what, what's going to happen to Tyler Hero. Vincent and Lowry, I think are both reasonable options here. Vincent's minutes a little bit more secure. Lowry, a little bit of a lower floor, but still a guy with the ceiling. I mean, he played decent tonight. So um, those two, no super strong takes. Struce and Duncan Robinson finally did not play the full 48 minutes. Like I said, they went to Vincent Lowry in the backcourt. One didn't Duncan get pulled in the fourth? Um, he played about half half the fourth quarter, then got pulled. Um, so, uh, yeah, that uh, the fact that Struce and Duncan Robinson have a chance to not play the full 48 minutes, even if Tyler Hero's out, makes both a little bit riskier. Both still have a ceiling. I mean, Struce shot, what, 0 of 10? I don't think it's updated. I literally think he shot 0 of 10 tonight. Duncan Robinson didn't have the best shooting game either. Those guys both have a really low floor if they're not making their shots because if they're not making their shots, they're not doing much of anything else. Once again, I'm, I'm high on Highsmith. Now, I'm not sure if he gets some more run again, but, I mean, he looked really good, solid defender. Um, I still like him for value. I do. I think he's a, a pretty solid value. Um, it'll be interesting to see what his ownership is. He wasn't super popular tonight. What did I get him at? Like 17%? Yeah, 17% Highsmith. So, um, again, I had Highsmith in every single lineup. Uh, but yeah, I like him again. It'll be interesting to see what his ownership is. Love got a DNP. If there's some sort of news about him playing game two for sure, then yeah, obviously I would have interest in Kevin Love who's a good point per minute guy. But right now, it's just like a large little tournament dart throw and you hope that something weird happens. And then Cody Zeller got the backup five run. Um, he did play, what, like eight minutes at 1.2K. Um, I think he was probably right there with like Christian Brown as like a complete punt play. And then if Tyler the Hero's in, it really makes things tricky for Miami. I think you lose Martin will lose some minutes. Vincent Lowry probably lose some minutes. Trucin Robinson will lose some minutes. Um, so it's really going to affect everyone on Miami if Tyler Hero ends up playing. And then Hero himself, if he starts, no limitations. I love him at 6K because you would assume he would go back to his normal 35 to 40 minutes. Um, so I would really like Hero if he plays and is not limited. All right, let's talk about Denver. Denver, much easier to talk about. We know what the rotation is going to look like. Once again, I'm not going to spend a ton of time here. Love Jokic. Love Jamal Murray. Um, this is where all their offense is running through. Yeah. They're, they both look great once again. I'll be very high on the two main stars for Denver. And I'm pretty high on Michael Porter Jr. He played like, what, like 44 minutes tonight? Um, 43, yeah, 43.1 minutes for Michael Porter Jr. So um, I, he's, my, he's probably right there with Bam as one of my favorite plays in the mid-range. Then Hero, if he plays, would be there as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're going to give him 40-plus minutes, we know the ceiling's there. He's been rebounding the ball at an insane rate, too, in the playoffs. Sadly, I had his under because the juice was heavily in the under at 7.5, and that obviously did not hit. 
Um, but yeah, 40 plus minutes of Michael Porter Jr. signed me up. Aaron Gordon started off extremely hot. I only had him in one lineup, so I was like, oh boy, this is not great. But he did like nothing in the second half. Um, I think he's a relatively safe play, but not a guy with a massive ceiling. Again, I think the ceiling's much higher than Michael Porter Jr. KCP was awful. He also went to the locker room. I think he finished with sub 10 fancy points. So that should keep his ownership low. I don't care what anyone says. We know in the playoffs that recency bias plays like it, it has more of a factor than it does in the regular season. So KCP was relatively popular tonight since he was awful last game. I think no one will play him game two. That is the reason I've interested in him for tournaments. Um, it comes down to can he make a shots? He didn't make a shots in game one. That doesn't mean he's going to miss a shots again, right? If he's making a shots, we have seen 30 plus faints point up from KCP. Bruce Brown, how many minutes did he finish with tonight? Uh, Bruce Brown played 20 minutes. Again, that's on the lower end for him. I still think he has the upside to play 30 plus minutes if he's playing really well or if someone gets in foul trouble. So Brown's another intriguing, I think, more tournament play for me. Jeff Green was very popular. Um, Christian Brown was popular as well. Um, you saw, what, uh, eight minutes for Brown, 10 minutes for Green. Again, they're fine. Um, I think I like the upside a little bit more with Highsmith as a punt play, but 2.4K for Jeff Green. If someone in the front court gets in foul trouble, he benefits. And Christian Brown's 1.4K. Uh, again, I would put him pretty similar to Zeller, maybe slight edge to Zeller because he's just a better part per minute guy as far as like the 1K guys go. But um, Brown, if he sees rotation minutes, obviously is in play. And that's it for Denver. I'd be shocked if anyone else plays. Um, unless this game turns into a massive blowout, which game one was looking like it was going to. And then, like I said, Miami just won an insane uh, run to start the fourth quarter, which really, really tilted me. Uh, I'll once again mention, if you're playing for that massive blowout, Yurt Seven's the guy for Miami. Peyton Watson's the guy for me for Denver. Um, And yes, that's the player-by-player breakdown. Uh, I'll talk about it one more time, but really want to focus on building plus EV lineups if this is the only tournament you're playing. If you're just playing the large field tournaments, want to focus on building those plus EV lineups. And if you're not putting in the time, then you're not going to get better, right? And what I mean by that is like you should, after the slate, like the slate's over, you should be going and studying and seeing what the good players did, what their exposures were, right? That's, if you really want to be a good DFS player, that's what we have to do. I did that for years, every single day. I would study the best players in the world to see what they're doing. And if you, if you want to get really good at DFS, that's how you're going to do it. Like, how are they building their lineups, right? The 150 maxers, the guys that are doing this full-time, how are they building their lineups in showdown? So I'll finish off this video with, with how I finish off game one's video of number one. Let's once again hope that someone watches this, wins the big tournament. Number two, be unique without being stupid. Do not have to get too far off the board to get a relatively unique lineup in the showdown. Good luck, guys. We'll be back for game three. I'll have a prize picks video up probably tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you all in the next one.